Putin's troops left to fight with shovels. Yeah, they actually ran with this one. Russian troops are likely likely using shovels for hand-to-hand -hand combat in Ukraine because of an ammunition shortage. UK intelligence has said, well, if UK intelligence said it, uh, who cares about investigating anything? That I mean, they said it's 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 true, right? In the midst of wards always very important to keep in mind you know what really matters and that's all of the lives that are being lost hundreds of thousands of lives have already been lost um so much blood has been spilled so many lives outside of the war directly by way of sanctions and just generic russophobia and the sanctions that have really negatively impacted the western states as well in the eu in the uk United States. I mean, this this is what we have to focus on in the war. But in the midst of the war, in the midst of any war, really, as they always say, uh, the first casualty is the truth. And that was definitely the case from the very first few hours of the war in Ukraine. I mean, in the first few hours of the war in Ukraine, let me tell you the stories I heard. And by the way, I supported what Russia was doing, but these are the stories I heard. I heard that, and you know, it was like, th this is how, when, when this was going down, if you guys remember, if you were, I'm sure you were probably tuning in somewhere when this was all happening, but we here were live streaming it and we were trying to just get whatever information we could off the internet, you know, Telegram, Twitter, uh, RT, you know, like wherever we could find information, we were scavenging, scavenging the internet for it. Okay. So what I heard was, oh my God. Russia just launched an airstrike on Zelensky's presidential palace. It's up in smoke right now. There was photos of it. There was photos of it. <laughs> that was fake, okay? And obviously at the time, like I didn't I didn't believe that, but I mean, you I guess you have to entertain all st potential stories and outcomes, but like no one, most people didn't believe that. We saw the stories that uh, you know, the Russians had tanks in Kiev. Russians have tanks in central Kiev. Um, we saw the stories that, uh, you know, oh, we saw the snake, you know, not too long after the first few hours. We saw the Snake Island 13 story. We saw the Ghost of Kiev story. We saw the stories about. Um, what were some of the other really big ones? I, I we you know, oh, the, the, the really big one that went so viral, the first two that went so viral was the father um, kissing his daughter goodbye as she went on a, uh, a train to freedom as a refugee. And he went off to the front to fight. And it was a brave Ukrainian father saying his goodbye to his daughter. Turned out it was actually a, uh, father of a daughter in the Donbass who was going to fight against the, uh, Ukrainian nationalists. And he was sending his daughter off to Russia. There was that one. That one went super viral. There was also the tank video where a tank ran over a civilian car. And it turned out that that was a Ukrainian soldier who did that. So, you know, like these stories were just everywhere. There was so much insanity at the start of the war. And, you know, we still see these lies. We still see lies that come out that are like, and we're, we're going to talk about this one in a moment. That is the title story today. But you know, the biggest lie I think we've seen recently is the death count, okay? And I'm not saying that I or anyone else who's following this knows exactly how many people have died. We don't know that. We don't know that at all. 
but we have good guesses, okay? We have good guesses. Somewhere probably between 150 to 170,000 Ukrainians are dead by now. That might be a conservative estimate. I'm not really sure. Um, if anything, that's probably a conservative estimate is what I'm going to say. Uh, as for Russians, probably about, I don't know, 20,000, 15, 20,000 Russians have been killed. Uh, private mercenaries, 10, 12, 15,000 maybe. I don't know. Uh, it seems as though from what I've seen on the Ukrainian side who are heavily using these foreign legion uh, mercenaries, you know, they get the they get the foreign legions out. They get they try to get U.S., you know, uh, volunteers out and U.K. Western volunteers out first. They put Polish Georgian legion volunteers up on the front lines first, closest to danger. Um, Poland, I believe, is like the number one supplier of volunteers for Ukraine, right? Um, so, you know, there's a lot of people, and then civilians, of course, uh, probably eight, 10,000 civilians who've, uh, sadly lost their lives in the midst of the madness. Um, but the thing is, the thing is the Western press just simply cannot get the truth across as to how many Russians have died. They, they make up so many lies. Take a look at this right here. I mean, I saw this today. So here. February 3rd of 2023, the Independent reports nearly 200,000 Russian troops have been killed, U.S. officials say. And then we scroll down and we see this one. And you can, I'll take my camera off so you can see the full meme here. Kiev Independent, March 4th, 2023, a month after this first one was put forward, it says... Public data suggests over over 16,000 Russian soldiers have been killed during the first year of all-out war. At least 16,071 Russian soldiers have died since February 24th, 2022, according to the BBC Russia, which carries out a name-by-name -name count of the dead together with Mediazona. Okay, so, um, you know, I, I see this and it's like, how do you expect us to believe anything you say when, you know, even back in like April, you know, April of 2022, I saw, I saw, you know, Western media saying, oh, there's already a hundred thousand dead Russians. There's a hundred thousand Russians who have died already. Tragic, tragic. They're using their military as a meat grinder. Tragic. I know, but a hundred thousand Jackson, why do you continue to justify Russia's SMO when Putin is just putting his men in a meat grinder? hundred thousand dead Russians. You really can condone that? Well, I, I guess I just have to say that I don't believe the premise of what you're saying. <laughs> I can't condone or not condone that because that never happened. All right. So, I mean, here you have it, like just clear as day, 200,000. And then a month later, they change it to 16,000. All right. So, and that number still inflated heavily. All right. Of course you have all the lies of, you know, no Nazis in Ukraine. I saw this this week right here. Um, L magazine apologized to its readers for publishing interviews with Ukrainian Nazi women. There was nothing Nazi about the interviews themselves, like how Ukrainian women live. But then it turned out that the Yuki heroines were, uh, Nazis. Okay. So here <laughs> L magazine, you know, is doing this like lifestyle interview with like random Ukrainian women. Turns out they're actually Nazis. And, uh, there's like lots of photos of this. Here we have uh, Zelensky and Latvian president Eagles. Uh, Levitz visit a Nazi cemetery in Lviv. Uh, you can see they have the Nazi insignia here on the flags of uh, perished 
I mean, you have all the red and black flags. I mean, that's just clear as day. Everyone knows what that means. And then you have the lion, Ukraine over the li- the line of the Ukraine flag right there. Um, that's that's Waffen Grenadier Division of the SS, 14th Waffen Grenadier Division of the SS. Uh, and then the red and black flags are also OUN nationalist Nazi flags. So uh, that's the president just like, you know, standing in front of them and thanking them for being brave heroes for Ukraine, the Nazis. There's more video of it. We honored the memory of our fallen heroes together with Elena Zelenska, the president of Latvia, Eagles Levitz, and the first lady, Andrea Levit. We'll never forget the defenders who gave their lives for our freedom and independence. I mean, like, literally, fuck, half, fuck, half those flags are literally like OUN nationalist flags. How the fuck do you let that, how do you let that go? Look at that. Look at how many OUN nationalist Nazi flags there are there. That's insane. That's insane. Oh, you stand with Putin, Jackson? He's a, he's a genocidal fascist says the guys who are supporting the president who's laying wreaths down for actual Nazis. Wait. I thought that was a... Never mind. Actual Nazi flags. Insane. Insane. Here's another one. We got the... We got the... We got the Ukrainian TikTokers as they stand in front of their their Black Sun Ukraine flag. As you see up here, they have their Black Sun symbol. This Black Sun symbol, by the way, was used by that, uh, you know, that Nazi white supremacist mass shooter uh, a few months ago when he shot up that grocery store. Uh, That's the Black Sun symbol right there. He put that in his um, manifesto. And then we have stuff like this, okay? Okay. uh, this is the so just the other day, March 4th. This was the one year anniversary of this tweet from Nexta. Bellingcat investigator Christo Grozev says that the says that Russia has resources left for the war until Sunday, after which they will collapse. Also, next week, Russia is facing sanctions, the scale of which we have also not seen before. And they will also affect Putin. <laughs> yeah, those sanctions really hurt Putin, didn't they? And uh, Russia, yeah, they only had. They only had, so that would be like if Russia ran out of weapons next Sunday, but a year ago, that's literally insane. It's literally insane. Okay. But now we've moved into a whole new era of cope and seethe from the Ukrainian nationalists. Okay. So of course this is happening right when Russia has fully encircled, uh, Bakhmut. They have direct fire control of all of the roads in and out of Bakhmut. Uh, Ukrainian soldiers have fled to eastern Bakhmut. Uh, Madyar, the famous blogger for Ukraine, has left western Bakhmut for the east. Uh, They're trying to get out. Uh, The Ukrainians are blowing up bridges from western Bakhmut to the east, and they actually have left uh, some of their soldiers in the west, stranded. Maybe they'll find a way to the east. Who knows? Otherwise, they'll be left to fend for themselves with no backup whatsoever. I did a long video the other day uh, just showing how grim the situation has become in the last week for the Ukrainian soldiers in Bakhmut. I did a full breakdown of that. You can find the video is my third to last video I did called Bakhmut Retreat Begins. Wagner moves in. 
Okay, so you can find all that stuff there. I'm not going to go through the details again, um, but just know the situation is very grim. Ukraine is losing that city day by day, hour by hour. You know, it's it, there's already Wagnerites in the city center dancing around and filming their videos. Okay, so um, the city is all but lost. It is a suicide mission now. It's an effort for those remaining to try and get out if they can uh, or survive as long as they can. It's very sad what's happening there. And uh, in defense of that, you know, the Western press has to do something, right? They have to do something. And I get it. Of course, they have to do something because they told us all for so long that Ukraine would never give up Bakhmut. Ukraine is never going to lose Bakhmut. And in fact, Ukraine is about to retake Crimea. Ukraine is about to retake, retake all their lost territory. Ukraine is about to retake Crimea. Ukraine is about to take Russia and oppose Putin. Okay, so they, it doesn't really line up with what they're saying if they lose Bakhmut. So they're going into full cope and seethe mode right now. I mean, they have not, they, the whole idea of saying, oh, Bakhmut's actually not that important. It doesn't work anymore. It doesn't work because, I mean, for months and months and months, 216 days now, they've told us that Bakhmut is so important. That's why we have to dedicate tens of thousands of lost Ukrainian service members to protect that city. We need to go. Zelensky had to fly all the way to the United States, to Washington, D.C., to beg and plead for billions more dollars in lethal military aid and humanitarian aid so they could protect Bakhmut. Zelensky even brought a Ukrainian flag from the front in Bakhmut signed by a bunch of, you know, courageous heroes of Ukraine that were fighting there and gave it to the United States Congress as a parting gift. Okay, so everything for the past 200 days has been about protecting Bakhmut because it is the last line of defense before the last line of defense in the Donbass. After this, they will go to Kramatorsk. So given all of that, um, you know, the media can't really say that uh, Bakhmut's not important. That lie is not going to stick with the public. So um, they've resorted to a new lie that I think is... I'll give them points for creativity. I will. I'll give them points for creativity. Let's take a look at what they are saying here. This is uh, it's creative. I haven't seen this much creativity since, uh, you know, Snake Island 13. British propaganda is funnier than American propaganda. It's equally bizarre, but more colorful somehow. BBC News says Ukraine war, Russian reservists fighting with shovels. Get your shovels, boys. Get your shovels. Get your shovels. Russian reservists are likely using shovels for hand-to-hand -hand combat in Ukraine due to a shortage of ammunition. <laughs> so, look. Look, I... I don't want to be the bearer of bad news here for the Zelenskyites and for the BBC. I really don't. I really don't. I don't want to rain on their parade, but they might want to sit down for this one because those shovels that the Russians are carrying around, the shovels that they're digging, you know, six feet deep holes with each and every day, those shovels that they're using, uh, it's not for fighting. It's not for fighting. I know you guys probably see a lot of, um, I know you guys probably, you know, you got to be careful what you say on YouTube. I know you guys in the press, you may see a lot of like, uh, 
very sadly, and I don't support this because Putin is evil, you might see a lot of like dead Ukrainian service members while the Russians are carrying those shovels, but that doesn't mean that the Russians are using the shovels in warfare. That's not what that means. Okay, what that means, you know, you know what that means. I don't have to tell you what that means. You know what that means. It does not mean that they are using the shovels to fight the Ukrainians. It means they're, well, they're trying to respect, uh, they're trying to respect the dead. So, um, get your shovels, but let's take a look at this story because it wasn't just, um, it wasn't just the BBC, the, in, the independent also published this, uh, Putin's troops left to fight with shovels. Yeah. They actually ran with this one. Lucy scolding, Lucy scolding. Let's, let's see who this is. Let's see if we can find Lucy scolding this brilliant mind on Twitter. Because this is great. This is great. Lucy scolding. Like, I, I, I just really don't believe that these people exist in real life. Um, here we go. Oh, that's a book editor. Lucy scolding book editor. Let's try again. Journalist. <laughs> Lucy scolding. Brilliant mind, editor at local trust charity, journalist at the Independent and others, human rights, University of London, volunteer with Amnesty International in the United Nations. Well, what a brilliant mind we have here, Miss Lucy Scolding. I just don't believe that these people exist. Like, you're actually telling me that you're going to write an article like this? And you're going to believe it or something. <laughs> she, you know, at least she didn't tweet out the article. She's, she's too smart to tweet out the article. She knows that it's just such bullshit. She's like, I'm not even going to attach my name to this publicly. Okay. Russian troops. Let, let's see what she had to say though. Russian troops are likely, likely using shovels for hand-to-hand -hand combat in Ukraine because of an ammunition shortage. UK intelligence has said, well, if UK intelligence said it, uh, who cares about investigating anything that i mean they said it's 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 true right it's uh it's word of god at that point and it's update on the war on sunday the uk's ministry of defense said vladimir putin's troops were ordered to attack a ukrainian position armed with firearms and shovels late last month it said that the shovel was an mpl 50th <laughs> a tool that was designed in 1869 and has not changed much since the MOD said it highlights the brutal and low-tech fighting that has characterized much of the war. So, hypothetically, if they fought the whole thing with wars, or with, with shovels, if they fought the whole war with shovels, how did Ukraine, who's funded like $200, $300 billion in lethal military aid by the West, how did Ukraine lose 100,000 square kilometers and probably 200,000 men when the Russians only had shovels? Very low, very low tech fighting, very, very low tech fighting. Um, uh, yeah, I appreciate the creativity of this story again. Uh, it said in late February of 2023, Russian mobilized reservists described being ordered to assault a Ukrainian concrete strong point armed with only firearms and shovels. The shovels are likely entrenching tools being employed for hand-to-hand -hand combat. <laughs> 
The lethality of the standard issue MPL-50 entrenching tool is particularly mythologized in Russia. Little changed since it was designed in 1869. It's continued to use as a, as a weapon. Highlights the brutal and low-tech fighting, which has come to characterize much of the war. One of the reservists described being neither physically nor psychologically prepared for the action. Recent evidence suggests an increase in close combat in Ukraine. This is probably a result of the Russian command continuing to insist on offensive action, largely consisting of dismounted infantry with less support from artillery fire because Russia is short of ammunitions. So, um, pretty amazing, you know. The belligerent in the war who is telling the Ukrainians that, uh, look, calm down on the firing, you know, calm down on the firing here. We don't have enough munitions for you guys for what you're, you know, putting out right now. They're literally, they've literally, the United States, NATO, NATO Secretary General Jim Stoltenberg, uh, the UK Defense Minister, and uh, US defense manufacturers have all come out and said, look, these Ukrainians are firing off too many munitions. They're firing off far too many munitions for what we can supply. There is a deficit of munitions right now for Ukraine. That is not going to be able to last, okay? Yet they're pointing the finger at Russia and saying, well, the Russians are out of munitions, so they can't protect what they've, what they've already won. So they're using shovels. Again, Eerily similar to this tweet we saw one year ago in which Bellingcat claimed, literally one year ago, March 3rd, 2022, Bellingcat said that Russia only had resources left for the war until Sunday, after which they will collapse. Not surprised. Thanks for watching that episode of The Dive. If you enjoyed what you saw, be sure to drop a like, subscribe, comment below, and be sure to share this video with your friends. Also, my YouTube channel has now been permanently demonetized by YouTube because of the truth that we tell here. For that reason, I'm asking you to join as a supporter on my Locals community, which you can find linked below in the description of this video or in the comment section. When you join as a donor on Locals, you get access to my weekly private live streams, all of my private content, and the opportunity to ask questions to the guests that I bring here on our show, such as Glenn Greenwald, Colonel Douglas McGregor, and Ron Paul. Thanks for watching. Thank you for your support. I'll see you back here next time.